Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 29 of That's What B Said. I'm your host, Bree at Breezy Clee, and I am joined by Miss Brittany Mollis at Bird's Eye View. Hello, Brittany. Hello, just me and you tonight. Just me and you tonight. Um, the two Bs, Meredith, um, who's usually with us, is recording another podcast tonight. How dare she? <gasps> She's cheating on us. <laughs> How dare you, Meredith? She's going to I know, she I know, right? <laughs> you know, it's like the stars just in the line for the three of us this evening. But no, I'm happy for her. I'm sure it'll be a, they'll have a great time recording that podcast. Um, you know, we're just popping up all over the place. I recorded with um, Nick, nice guy Nick Carnsey last night and his co-host Jacob. So the nice guy, here, Nick, that should be his new name. Yeah, like, I'm going to tell him that. <laughs> I was going to call him that last night, but I didn't want him to be like offended, but like, he is. He's he's nice guy Nick on Twitter. That's I'm gonna send him, gonna send him that. Uh, so you have to catch me there. But you know, it's been a pretty slow off season uh, so far in the Browns world. Not really complaining at all. And what comes with that is a lot of discussions from the national media that then turn into Browns Twitter arguments. So we will get into all of that tonight. It's going to be all Browns chat tonight. Uh, but first, Brittany, we were just chatting before we started recording and you brought up that you needed to rant. Like, OK, when you texted me before and you're like, hey, want to go in 10 minutes? <laughs> Let me explain to you why that was impossible for okay, me. OK, tell me. So I went to the grocery. By the way, I would just like to start off by saying, you know, I just recently started cooking. So like I cook like a lot of meals at home now. And everyone always says, well, you save so much money cooking at home. It's so much cheaper. Blah, blah. <laughs> that is just a lie. It just is. Because every single night I go to Lucky's and I spend like 40, 50, 60, $70 <laughs> on stuff that I just need. And, you know, my mom's like, well, you know, once you have this stuff, then you don't have to go buy it again. And that's when you really start saving. So it's sort of like one of those situations where, you know, you have to have money to make money. And yes. I'm slowly running out of money all the while, like. <laughs> I'm learning how to make things like tonight I made. Um, well, okay. Here's the reason why I'm starting to cook because number one, like me and Danny, we're trying to like be healthier, trying to get him to eat healthy is like uh, the impossible. It is. It's the, it's mission impossible. Yeah. So the, he just likes candy and sweets and ice cream and he doesn't like any vegetables. So every day, you know, because I'm such a caring girlfriend, I want him to live a long, healthy life. I'm scrolling through like recipes, trying to figure out something that he'll like. So this past week I've made um, like barbecue chicken. I've made this lemon garlic chicken that was really good tonight. Yeah. I made tuna burgers, which <laughs> was not my finest hour. So <laughs> I, I was like, oh, well, I'm going to multitask here because I went to the store and then I had to cook. And then we were, you know, going back and forth about whether we we're going to record tonight. And I was trying to get everything together. So I took a shower while the mushrooms and risotto were making and while the, the burgers were baking because I bake them first and then you sear them. Um, so I'm in there like, look at me right now. I'm so, I'm so disheveled. disheveled. Look at my hair. I mean, like my hair looks always looks like this. What am I talking about? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Well, you're but, talking with your hands and I noticed your wrist. What's going on with your wrist? Oh my God. So that's another thing. Okay. The fun thing about getting old. <laughs> Do you have carpal tunnel? Is this what's happening? <laughs> so the fun thing about getting old is that you get injured in the stupidest ways. Oh my God. The other day I hurt myself. Uh, I'm so, I'm such an idiot. I'm just airing everything. I have like diarrhea mouth that's, tonight. That's fine. So 
yeah, the other day, uh, we were, it was like the other morning. I don't know what we were doing, but Danny said, hug me as tight as you can or squeeze me as tight as you can. So I wrap my arms around, mind you, he's like 200 pounds. I wrap my arms around him and then I tried to pick him up. Brie. Oh, no. I like fell on the floor <laughs> and I was like, and I was laughing, but also crying at the same time. And I was like, I, I, I laid on the couch, just like staring at the ceiling and like, he's, you know, hysterical because it's funny, but then he sees me like crying real tears. Cause I threw my back out, which I'm still dealing with, oh, uh, no. but this is totally unrelated. Uh, this is actually from driving. I swear to God. So you can't see me right now, everyone, but I have this, I had to go to, to CVS to buy this brace, which I forgot I even had on. I had to go to CVS to buy this brace because I can't move my thumb anymore. And first I was driving? like, that's like, that's when I notice it most. Like I okay. notice it when I'm doing laundry too. Like when I pick up the wet clothes, um, it gets really bad then. And then also when I'm cooking, uh, when I'm texting, that's another oh, trigger. Yeah, yeah. So all these things that you use your thumb for over time, like it just wears on it. So at first I'm like, oh my God, I have arthritis. Like I am so old. But then I talked to my brother about it. He's like, no, no, no. It's just like strained. It's probably like tendonitis or something. So now I have to wear a brace for that. It's my life's a mess. Yeah, I, I thought you had a cooking right injury, you know, like oh, I thought God. maybe everything was happening all at once. Please, please. I'm always, okay. Have you ever messed up a meal completely? Oh my gosh, yes. Yes. 100%. Also, have you ever like under because my fear is undercooking things? Like, yeah, you I, know what? I that is like, okay, so let me tell you a story. When Jeff and I first started dating, he wanted to make me a really nice dinner. So he bought some fine pork chops and I went over to his apartment and he was cooking them, plated the meal, I cut into oh, it. Oh no. It was, like completely raw. No, 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 no. I don't think I he's ever made pork chops ever again for me because I'm like, I don't think that I can trust you and your cooking because this was like a major screw up. And he never fully recovered from it. But yes, that is like also one of my biggest fears. So then I tend to like overcook everything. Yes, which I just did with the burgers. So like when I was texting you earlier, my apartment was filled with smoke. And I'm like, oh, just need a little bit more time. <laughs> it's probably still when I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so then the other thing, if you want to talk about like not being trustworthy, go buy a meat thermometer. Because like if you put a meat thermometer in it, like I have cooked something that's literally been on fire and I'll stick a meat thermometer in it. And it's like <laughs> internal temperature is only 80 degrees. And I'm like, okay, well, that cannot be true. Like this has been cooking for three hours. Right. Yes. And that's like, I haven't bought one yet. Cause everything, whenever I cook meat, I look at the recipe and it's like, you know, if you want, if you're afraid of it being undercooked, just buy a thermometer. I was like, I'm not, I've already spent $70 on ingredients today. I'm not buying a thermometer. Yeah, I've, I've only have so much money. <laughs> oh, cooking woes. Yeah. You know, we're and, and it's also tough to cook either like for one, but even for two, like, it's really hard to cook that yes. portion of a meal without making too much. And then leftovers are fine. But, you know, for me, leftovers is one day. Like, I don't want to have multiple days of leftovers. It's just not right. good. But in our That's house, why, like when our struggle right now is like my kids don't eat the same meals as us. Like, 
you know, they're in their like super picky stage. So it's, we are cooking a meal for us. It's hit or miss if the kids will eat it, or it's a, like tonight we made pasta, chicken Parmesan, but the kids don't like to eat sauce. So it's like, they are eating butter noodles. We're eating the chicken parm. It's still like, we're still cooking noodles, yes. but it's still, we have to like plate the meals completely differently. It's just, it's See, a this lot. Is, you're describing my relationship right now. Okay. So this is Danny. Like he is Danny's a kid. The child. <laughs> Yeah. So like the only things that we can agree on are chicken, salmon, um, potatoes. That's pretty much it. Okay. So like those three things that I have to like find, oh, rice, he'll eat rice. I mean, why wouldn't he? But tonight I made risotto, which is just like fancy rice. And he looked uh at it like, he's like, hmm. I'm like, Danny, can you please just try it? Like, I promise it sounds like a little dude. Thank you. Yes, yes. That's a five. That's a <laughs> five-year-old. You. Anything that looks differently, they do not yes. trust. Okay, so I know no. you have already spent a lot of money on acquiring your cooking skills, but I have to say, the instant pot is one of the best investments I've ever made when it comes to cooking. Is that like an air fryer? No, I know. We also have an air fryer too. There's so many things. The instant pot is a pressure cooker, but okay. It is really good because it cooks things like very quickly. So if you want to make like a roast or um, even rice, hard boiled eggs, like it cooks all kinds of things, but like way quicker. So it's really good if you're on a time crunch because you can throw like a bunch of ingredients in and things will be ready like under 30 minutes. And that includes like roast. But I have found some really good recipes that are pretty simple to put in an instant pot that you can make things like healthier that way. So I I can share you that's some recipes. That's maybe something you put on your list for like a nice Christmas present down the road. But Danny likes barbecue, right? Like pulled pork, like all like that yes. kinds of stuff. And see, that's that's a problem too, because I don't like pork. Unless okay. it's like I like bacon, but like, you know, any kind of like other pork I don't eat. Okay. There's some really good, like you can make some like really good recipes if he, he will eat that kind of stuff. Also, it can make really good mashed potatoes, like homemade mashed potatoes. Ooh, that is Super interesting. Easy. Yeah. I would so like that. It cooks rice really easily too, like big batches of rice, um, soups, like, and the beauty of it, they need to sponsor us clearly Instant Pot. The beauty of it all is you can cook everything with only using one pot. So like then it's the other, like the other benefit is like cleanup. You don't, you're not really, you're not cleaning up all these messes. You can saute your meats in it and you can also like cook it almost like a crock pot so highly recommend Ooh, i like it people are gonna have to tweet us if they have any tips for Brittany yes, please. or me please. if you have good instant pot recipes i'm all ears i'm all ears because yeah. i can't do this every night i'm i can't <laughs> i can't afford to do this every night i'm i'm running out of funds <laughs> this is the most expensive hobby i've ever had I know it really food is not cheap, especially healthy no. food. No, it's so that's why like every time I go, I today I spent $60 and I'm like, oh, well, that wasn't that bad. But I was just there yesterday when I spent $45. So it's like I'm not saving any. No. I, could, I could eat, you know, I could go to to Wendy's. I don't really like Wendy's, but, you know, <laughs> Arby's. OK, I like some Arby's stuff. I can go there and buy like, you know, five meals for $40, which I mean, that's still not a lot for a fast food place. But you yeah, understand. or you could, do, you could do the meal delivery service where they send you like the food and then you cook it. You know, like those are options that kind of cost the same amount of money. Like at this point, it's almost like 
going to the grocery store costs more money than yes. doing some of those meals that they send you. Yes. Anyway, clearly we need a food place to sponsor us. So we, th- we need a lot of sponsors. You know, the way that we hype things up, I'm surprised. <laughs> like Dunkin' Donuts. Why hasn't Dunkin' Donuts sponsored me yet? How many? Okay, Bree, just like between you and I, how many times have I told you something that Dunkin' Donuts has and you wouldn't tried it? A million. But I, yes. See, and I like, also, I have also become a huge walking advertisement for them as well because I discovered their refreshers, which I'm oh, like God. not, I'm not like an everyday coffee person. I, it, I have, I deal with ulcerative colitis. Sometimes my stomach just can't handle coffee. So I'm very like wary of drinking coffee as Brittany takes a sip of coffee at 8.15 p.m. at night. (laughs) My stomach is churning. So I typically try to steer towards tea and they have refreshers that are delicious. It's like the perfect summer drink. And then I got the coconut milk refreshers, which I also fancy. And I've been like bringing them to work when I go into the office and everyone's like, what are you drinking? And I'm like, you have to try this. So Dunkin' Donuts. There you go. Yes. Brittany's your coffee girl. I'm your tea girl. I mean, I've probably, I, I, other than grocery shopping now, Dunkin' Donuts is my most expensive. I went there the other morning, Brie. I got a coffee and a sandwich for $10. And I thought she like rang me up wrong. I was like, how is this $10? You know, when you're out on your own, you become very you aware. Really understand, yes. Very aware of how much everything costs. And yes. you're like, why is toilet paper so expensive? Why? <laughs> so like, true. And then I go to, you know, Lucky's, which is like a, a health store. Fine. Because I'm not going to Walmart. I just hate it. But like I go to Lucky's and the only kind of stuff that they have, like I needed paper plates. Like, the only kind they have is like, you know, reused and recycled. Oh. And they're like $7 a pack. And I'm like, why, why am I paying $7 for garbage? Like if somebody's used these paper plates before, why aren't they just free? <laughs> they're good for the environment. I, I don't understand anything. I don't understand how anything works anymore. Wow, we just took the first 15 minutes of this podcast down a very different path, but it's fine. Like these <laughs> things needed to be said and needed to be talked about. I'm sure so many other people can relate and I can't wait to hear what they have to say. Yes. Well, shall we shift into the Browns? Because something that I also never thought that I would see in my lifetime was said this week by uh, one of Browns fans' favorites, Colin Coward. This was yesterday that the clip was making its way around the interwebs, but he compared the Browns to Coachella. (laughs) And I had to laugh because I had, I still, I, I listened to it three times before coming on to this podcast. And I still had a very hard time trying to figure out what exactly he was trying to say is, was he saying that the Browns it's Coachella, like the headline where there's all of this talk about it but the actual experience of Coachella is not fun. That's what he was saying about the Browns is my interpretation. Yes. So I didn't listen to it. I just saw, cause I refused to, to click on Give things him a like click. this. Exactly. I and will then not there's I, me three times. <laughs> like stinker. <laughs> I will not click on things like this on precedent. I just refuse to do it. But I was listening to like sports talk radio today and I heard them discussing it. From my interpretation, it's that, so Coachella, you know, it's this music fest over, it's in like California, I believe, right? Yes. Isn't it California? Yep. Okay. So they do it every year and they always have these uh, big headliners. Yes. So like one year they have Beyonce and like Childish Gambino and people that you really want to see. 
but the actual experience of it is like it's hot yes you yep. get sweaty there's weird, like peeing down your leg yes. there's nowhere to go like unless you're you like an move. a-list celebrity right exactly <laughs> so you're you know all dressed up and you're getting all dirty or in the mud so i think the comparison that he was trying to make was that you know, on paper, again, this on paper thing, which grinds my gears when I hear that phrase anymore. On paper, the Browns look really good, but the reality is somehow going to be a big sloppy mess, which I don't even know how he could say that. Okay. So I guess going hand in hand with this, we'll just talk about Mike Tannenbaum as well, because he was also Mm -hmm. making the rounds in stark criticism of the Browns yesterday as well with Baker Mayfield specifically calling him replaceable and referring to him, you know, as our favorite, the system quarterback. So, you know, we know Colin Coward hates Baker Mayfield and the Browns, whatever, like he, he picks on them a hundred percent, but now we had a second instance happen in the same day where the Browns were getting this unwarranted criticism almost as if the year 2020 never happened. Like that's just what boggles my mind is are they just ignoring the success that the Browns and Baker Mayfield specifically had in the year 2020? Because that's what it seems like they literally improved their roster on top of an 11 and five season, going to the playoffs, winning a playoff game, falling to Kansas city eventually. But it's like all of that was discredited because of yes the name on their jersey, and who the quarterback is. Absolutely. 100%. Also, like, the weird thing about uh, Mike Tannenbaum, so he was a former executive, like, for the Dolphins and the Jets, I think. Is that correct? Uh, Yes, Dolphins and the Jets. And now he's a reporter. Like, isn't this just weird? Like, you're an inside reporter after being an executive. It seems like that's sort of is a step in the wrong direction yeah like (laughs) you did something wrong you were very wrong about something that you went from being an nfl exec to reporting news nothing against reporters but like if sports reporters could be an nfl exec they absolutely would they'd be like yes now this guy had that job it's not like a situation where like a lot of times if players retire or executives mm-hmm. or coaches retire, they'll then get into media to continue mm-hmm. in that down that path. But in his case, it wasn't like a retirement, right? It was just right. one day he was working in uh, for a team, and the next day he's now just voicing his opinions. Like, yes. is your opinion really that respectable? I don't but know. Clearly not, because <laughs> this this one opinion is getting a lot of attention. Because you know, I don't. I understand that he still Baker Mayfield. He still has a lot to prove. He does. Um, I do think that last year he took significant strides in the right direction mm-hmm. to show vast improvements in a lot of areas. We talked about it so many times when we spoke about him doing all the, the small things better last year. He was reading the field better. Um, you know, he wasn't, he knew when to throw it away. He, you didn't see the happy feet as much. There was a lot of things that Baker Mayfield did well. And there were more than a few times where Baker Mayfield was the best player on the Browns team. Yes. The, the Cleveland Browns won games because of Baker Mayfield, not in spite of Baker Mayfield, but yes. like, because he was there because yes. he was the one leading the team. Um, so 
this idea, do you think the Browns could have been as successful last year if Case Keenum were the starting quarterback? Do you think that that was possible? No. I really don't. I I mean, and I tweeted about this today. For whatever reason, the critics of Baker Mayfield are so quick to deny giving him any credit for a win. You know, they will deflect the win, a Cleveland Browns victory. All of that success goes to all the talent surrounding Baker Mayfield or the coaching staff or the system. But then on the other hand, if the Browns lose, they are so quick to point the finger immediately at Baker Mayfield. And to me, that just doesn't make sense. If you are going to give all the credit to the team and not specifically the quarterback for a win, then you can't place a loss solely on the quarterback play. You can't. So something just doesn't add up to me in that sense. Their argument is weak because of that. And the other thing, Brittany, that we've talked about until we were blue in the face all last year was just the goalpost shifting. Mm -hmm. Like this is just a continuation of everything that happened last year where someone would say something outrageous, you know, Baker Mayfield needs to beat a good team. And, and actually someone just came into my mentions with this as well. He always beats up on bad teams. He plays really well against bad teams, but he, he hasn't beaten a good team. Yes. And it's funny because when you list the teams that he's beaten, these people that are saying this now were the ones that were talking about how Baker had no chance to beat the Tennessee. There was no way he was going to beat the Tennessee Titans. Well, he went Mm -hmm. and did that. And then after they did that, it was like, well, they're really not that good. Mm -hmm. Or the Indianapolis Colts. They were, I think, the number one or the number two ranked defense in the NFL when the Browns dropped I don't know, 30 some points on them. And then it was like, oh, well, they really that they really weren't the best defense in the NFL. I mean, it's just a continuation of changing the narrative to argue against Baker Mayfield. Yes. And it's it's also strange how he is the like, okay, take Baltimore, for example. They redesigned an entire offense to yes. fit Lamar Jackson's strengths. And they are praised rightfully so for doing this they Mm -hmm. designed everything they tailored it perfectly for him the cleveland browns are doing that with baker mayfield you know they talk about play action and you know getting him a nice run game offensive line these are all good things that should not be held against him or his abilities they're doing the same thing in baltimore they're getting praised they do it in cleveland and it's because well you know Baker's just good in that system. He's good in that system because they des- they're designing a system that plays to his strengths. As you should, if this is a quarterback yes. that you believe is your future and your franchise, why not set them up for success? Right. I mean, they, it's ex- I swear he's the only one that, that takes criticism for a team building an offense to show his strengths. I don't, I don't understand. Do you think I wrote this in here? Do we think maybe like his personality is the reason why is there something off-putting about him that maybe we just don't see? Yeah, I think, I think that has a lot to do with it. His cockiness, I guess. But for me, that was more apparent in 2019 than it was in 2020. Like Baker Mayfield, you didn't hear those types of comments being made last year at all. Even during a win when he played really well, he credited his entire team for the win. I mean, he was just 
a completely different person on the football field and in front of the media, you know, like that, that persona, sure. I'm sure it's still there. I'm, I'm sure his teammates see it. And that's part of what Baker Mayfield, who Baker Mayfield is, Mm -hmm. but he, he wasn't forthcoming in that sense last year during the season at all. Like I thought his maturity was way above what it was in 2019 with Freddie kitchens and, and staff. Absolutely. I remember, um, it was right after Kobe died and he was down in, he was Florida for the Super Bowl. Was it, uh, early 2020. And it was right around the time that Rex Ryan had said something about him. I forget yes. what it was. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. I do. And they had Baker live, um, yes. on one of the shows. And I think everyone sort of build up that moment to see, you know, Baker respond to Rex Ryan in some way or take his shots and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, everyone's watching and you saw this, this kid. And I'm saying like the, the 2019, 2018 Baker Mayfield probably would have taken shots and, you know, did something to make things uncomfortable or make himself a target, but he didn't do that this time. And at that point I was like, okay, like he's learning. Yes. And I agree with everything that you just said. Whereas this past year, we didn't see that, you know, cocky little kid. He, he was growing, he's, he's maturing. And I'm sure that, you know, be in the locker room and stuff, he's still this verbose, you know, sort of leader guy. And that's great. Cause it seems like the Cleveland Browns, you know, all the players, they really feed off that. Yeah. But I also think that bringing in a coach that he can respect helps a lot. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Yes. So I was on Nick's Nick and Jacob's show last night, the barking Browns podcast, shout out to them. Um, Mm -hmm. And we talked about this too, because obviously this was, this was top of mind news yesterday as well. And I brought up the fact that for some reason too, it feels like Baker's 2019 season has overshadowed all of the good that he has done. It's, it's almost as if, everyone forgot about his rookie season and how good he was his rookie year and how much turmoil and adversity he faced in his young career. It all just gets forgotten for some reason. And I just don't, I don't think that's fair at all. I mean, Baker Mayfield, the back half of the season last year was one of the top five quarterbacks in the league. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just a fact that is Mm -hmm. a hard, cold fact, but nobody wants to talk about that. If you bring that argument up, people will still say, well, he's just average. And Again, you go back to some of the other quarterbacks that he's compared to, like Josh Allen. Mm -hmm. He played like garbage in the AFC championship game. And and he, I think I saw someone ranked him as the number one quarterback in the league going into this year. Someone above Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. See, this is just, this is when I, this is silly season, Bree. Remember that silly season? This is silly season. Because I, I saw somebody say that, that Josh Allen is like the most dynamic athlete that he's ever seen. And I'm like, this can't be the same Josh Allen that we're talking about here. Like this, because again, you know, everyone wants to criticize Baker for having that one bad year when he had two good ones in between. Why, why doesn't Josh Allen receive that kind of treatment? It's, it's, it's honestly so beyond me. And when Colin Coward was doing his whole Coachella thing, I know you didn't listen to it because you didn't want to give him the satisfaction of clicking on him and giving him another number. <laughs> But he literally 
mention Josh Allen as being a quarterback that wins big games and that shows yeah. up and that and I was like I'm sorry he lost the biggest game like that was the last game that he played last year like how do you forget that how do you forget that he he freaking sucked it up he stunk this is like I I feel like Baker Mayfield deserves at least some of the credit that Josh Allen receives you know, in terms of respect and looking at him like a team could win because of him and not just saying, oh, yes. well, he fits into a system. No, like Baker Mayfield is a good quarterback. And it's okay to say that. I don't understand why people have such a hard time spitting those, putting those words together and spitting them out of their mouths. Like they just can't do it. And I think maybe part of the reason why people do this is because they know that especially like media, they know that Browns fans will eat it up. So like yes. they get all their engagement, all the engagement that they can possibly <laughs> want Twitter. because we can't stop engaging with stuff like this. Yeah. Like this is, this is what Browns fans do. And this is why I, I'm, I, I'm begging you guys to not click on the calling cowards of the world. Like just don't, you can, somebody will like, will say what he said. They always do. Somebody like Colin Coward said this, blah, blah, blah. Just look <laughs> at that. Just scroll through, you know, give it a few minutes. Somebody will be screaming about it. And then, you know, they get like a couple clicks. That's it. It's really hard. It is. It's really hard I not know. to take the bait. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. It, it does, though, seem like, you know, the Kansas City game, obviously, the Browns, we would have liked to have seen them play better, obviously. But I don't think the Browns lost that game because of Baker Mayfield. And to me, it seems as if Baker Mayfield gets blamed for giving up a 14-yard run to Chad Henney. Like, that wasn't Baker Mayfield's fault. No. Baker Mayfield, not. despite throwing an interception coming in to the third quarter, still managed mm -hmm. to keep his team in the game. Yes. And also, we've talked about this too, as much as we love Kevin Stefanski, he did not have his best coaching game. That was probably... um. I think that was just actually I don't know that was either his worst I mean that one stung the, the worst yeah. because you know it was the end but uh, I think the Baltimore game was probably Kevin the first one yeah and the Steelers, the Steelers the first first matchup yes. like yeah oh wait that's one thing you know yes their first yeah. game of the year when like all the all the, <laughs> everyone was watching them were like yes Kevin yes and he just blew it in that first game and it was it looked it looked bad yeah it did um, it did but no, that, that against Kansas City, that wasn't Baker's fault. The Kevin Stefanski was flat out outcoached, and he's the first to admit it. He said, yep, Andy Reid got me. And you know what? If you're going to be bested by someone, let it be Andy Reid. That's fine. Totally we agree. can all live with that. But that's not Baker Mayfield's fault. No. And, but that seemed like that's to me, a lot of this is just laziness. Yes. They don't actually watch Browns games. They don't actually sit there and look at Baker Mayfield's development game after game. They're they're just not doing it. They're not giving him credit because they're not actually watching it. They they know nothing about this team. It's just laziness. It's Correct. looking at numbers on a piece of paper and spouting off these lazy takes. So I'm sick of it. I really wish we could fast forward and start the football season like immediately just to shut everyone up. But then, you know, I think about as soon as we get into the season, if like one bad thing happens, it's like trade Odell, like Odell can't wait to leave Cleveland. Jarvis Landry's unhappy. Baker Mayfield, is he really the franchise? I mean, you know, it's just all of these narratives just start back over after like 
one loss. You know, we, we lived through that all last year too. It was like, and we didn't lose that much, but after every loss, it was just like questioning everything, like questioning Kevin Stefanski, questioning Baker Mayfield, questioning Odell Beckham. Is he happy? I, I just, can we do that again? I really, I hope if nothing else, the OBJ rumors are done. Same, same. Like that would be a night because he's not going anywhere this year. Everyone is super excited to see what a healthy OBJ and Baker will be able to do together. In the you know, same like, system. Like it's going to yes. be amazing. Yes. I think that this is going to be a big year for OBJ. I do too. I'm very excited to see it. I know you are. Oh my God. I cannot wait to <laughs> shut up that entire crowd. Like I hope, I hope Kevin Stefanski and I don't think he'll let us down, but I could see him making that game like all about OBJ. Absolutely. I would like love it. nothing would make me happier. Nothing. <laughs> Gosh, I wish it could be tomorrow. I don't want to wish the summer away. I'm in like a very difficult spot. I really want football season to be here and for it to start, but I really want to enjoy the summer too. Oh God, no. I'm already, see, after my birthday, like it's the middle of June, I give it until the 4th of July. July 5th, I'm already mentally in spooky season. I was going to say, I saw you posting about Christmas lights today. I was like, like my birthday yeah, like, already that's celebrating me. I'm like. Yes. And somebody was like, ew, don't do I'm like, guys, listen, it's already spooky season, which is basically already Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. <laughs> I just it. really like to enjoy the anticipation of the seasons coming. So like, I'm okay getting through summer and, you know, the excitement of football building up and fall weather and Halloween and pumpkin spice and pumpkins. Oh, so now, and, now you're talking on yeah. August 1st, I'm going to target to get Halloween Oreos. And if they don't have them <laughs> August 1st, I'm throwing a fit. I'm, that's when I go to Amazon to buy them because I need them August 1st. That's spooky season. That's the official start date. I mean, I don't want to let you down, but there are still so many supply chain issues that everything may be delayed. I will be crushed. <laughs> I will cancel Halloween. <laughs> Brittany's canceling Halloween because in August they don't have Halloween Oreos yet. Nope. <laughs> How dare you? No, no. Oh, all right. So we will wrap up with the final topic of this evening. Get you guys out of here. But uh, to stick with the Browns and Kevin Stefanski theme. I did not see this list, Brittany. This came as a surprise to me. He was ranked number 13 on the coaches ranking by John Breach at CBS and Brittany literally just put in the details. This is crap. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. It just says this is crap. So who, okay. Reigning coach of the year. I get it. It's a fun award. It doesn't really mean much. I mean, it means a lot to us because obviously mm -hmm. it was amazing, but who did they have above him? Okay. So here's the thing. Like who would you put above him like who do you think are the best coaches i mean andy reed for sure mm -hmm. yes um oh boy i mean okay kyle shanahan pete carroll yeah those all those those two do are... they have sean mcveigh up there they do okay tomlin do they have him up there um yeah he's in the top 10 harbaugh he is third. Okay. Do they have, don't tell me they have Bruce Arians. Oh yeah. He is eighth. Oh, okay. I mean, okay. 
they have Sean Payton? Oh, of course they do. Sean Payton. Shawnee P is four. So it goes, let me tell you, you're missing number two. You're going to kick yourself when I tell you who it is. Oh, who? Bill Belichick. Oh, duh. Yes. So it goes. I mean, he's kind of irrelevant goes, without Tom Brady. Sorry, Bill. I you know, right? The last year. Like, he's, such a bore- <laughs> he's such a boring <laughs> human that unless he's with Tom Brady, you don't remember him. Yeah, That's exactly. Um, so they have, let's see, one is Andy Reid, two, Bibelichick, three, Harbaugh, Peyton, Sean McDermott, Sean McVay, Pete Carroll, Bruce Arians, Matt LaFleur, Mike Tomlin, Kyle Shanahan, Frank, whatever, Colts guy. And then. Kevin, Kevin Stefanski. Stefanski. Oh, they, didn't, they don't even 13. have Rabel up there. Where Where's Rabel? Is he he 14? is 14. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you know what? I don't... Can I just say something? Yeah. I don't know how I feel about Rabel. Yeah. I mean... Like, I it's, think it's he's fine. Fair to raise questions. I mean, yeah. he's had his moments for sure. But I've, I, I feel like... Okay. So... He was coming off of what 2019. They were kind of a breakout team, you know. Probably got a little bit farther than where they were expected to be. Had a really good game against the Ravens, you know. Knocked them, knocked them out of the the playoffs. Like that was pretty good. Like they kind of the Browns kind of remind me of their season in 2019 a little bit, where like not yes. really expected to be there. Had a really nice season. Went farther than they were ever expected to go. And that's where I feel like the Browns had a similar path last year. So it'll be really interesting because I feel like Vrabel was expected to be in that same conversation this year, or sorry, last year in 2020 and Mm -hmm. didn't, didn't step up to the plate in terms of expectations. I feel like Kevin Stefanski is smarter than him and won't let that happen. Oh, I mean, if you, you know, we talked about Kevin Stefanski's worst coach games, that Titans game might have been Kevin Spansky's best I know. game. Yeah, he was a master in that yes, game. Agreed. And he made my, he made Vrabel look bad. Yeah, he was just he outthought him on everything. Yes, agreed. and that was that was very important to me because you saw all the praise that Vrabel got the year before, and every going into this game, everyone was like, "Well, you know, it's probably going to come down to coaching, and like Vrabel probably has the edge." And Kevin Spansky's at the end, like, "Uh, uh-uh, no, you don't." And he just went to town and it was, it was a clinic. It was beautiful. Yes. I remember like they, they just kept scoring at will. And I, at one point I was just laughing. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, like, are they? Yeah. It was stop? amazing. Um, but yeah, so he is underneath. And then to finish out the top 16, you got Mike Zimmer and then Brian Flores. Okay. I like Brian Flores. Yeah. So it's a pretty solid list. And I think that you can, I mean, you can argue a lot. I, Bruce Arians, I, he's a nice guy. And, like, I, I cheer for him to be successful because he just, you know, he, he just seems like a really good person. And he's kind of funny. Yes. Like, these are things that, that I find charming. So I'm like, yeah. But, you know, I wonder if, you know, Tom Brady didn't go there, if you know, Tom Brady didn't recruit other people to go there, how much right. Bruce Arians would have been able to get out of that team. Yeah, you know I, mean? I agree. So I mean, if – Baker Mayfield is as bad as everyone thinks he is, then Kevin Stefanski should be number one on the list. If he had, if he had, if he, if he won eleven games with Baker Mayfield, God forbid, Baker Mayfield, <laughs> the average system quarterback, like he should be number one on that list. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, but Mike Tomlin, you know, I have issues with that. 
coming and you know historically Mike Tomlin's a, a very good coach. Yes. But last year I think Mike Tomlin kind of maybe got in his own way a little bit in yeah. a way that's uh you know he it seemed like he sort of lost control of the team last year yes. and that's something that good coaches don't do. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. So I don't know that I would put him in the top 10 if this is just going if this isn't historically this is just going yeah. like you know, going into the season, like power rankings, then I, I don't know. I'd probably put him below Kevin Stefanski. I would agree with that. Um, You're, that's a fair point. I feel like sometimes it's the history yeah, that everyone gets caught up on. And, and to that point, like Bill Belichick doesn't deserve to be there exactly. if this is based off of last exactly. year. Exactly. Like they I'm were sorry, bad. but I get it. He, he had a dynasty in New England for so many years with Tom Brady, but like just based off of last year, no. Yeah. Yeah, so I think there's some some flaws going into if this was just the power rankings of coaches going into next season there are some question marks I, I like Matt LaFleur I don't know where is um what's his face from um Buffalo where do they have him mm, one two three four five oh, they have Sean McDermott's five I told oh I totally missed that I'm telling you like the NFL wants the bills to be so good so bad you know, like, the, I, and I would like to remind everyone again that Bills fans are not your friends. <laughs> we are on an island alone. Browns fans are Browns fans. We are our only friends. Stop being fooled by Bills fans because they will turn their back on you in a heartbeat. I promise you. No loyalty. Fake friends. I agree. Can't argue there. All right. Well, Brittany, anything else you want to get off your chest outside of... Browns cooking anything? Um, no, I'm pretty good. This one, I feel, I feel relieved now. Me too. I was very stressed, you know, all day long. But now, like, I just feel better. I feel like I, we got a lot out. I agree, and like, it, it is just bizarre because it's been so quiet, mm-hmm. like eerily quiet on the NFL Browns front. That of course you have to have things like this to just reel us in to get us talking about it. So yeah, I mean, I guess. Thanks for the content, uh, but yes. it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a long off season if these are the conversations we're gonna have to continue to have. And just wait until training camp gets here, and then it'll just be they'll be reading OBJ's body language from training camp. <laughs> oh, here we go! I, I can't body wait. Language. Cannot wait. And then Jadavion Clowney, they'll be talking about did he show up? Is he participate? I mean, it, I just I I just cannot. Cannot. Get ready. Silly, silly season is upon us. Silly Please. season, spooky season. There we go. It goes hand in hand. All right, everyone. Well, thank you for tuning in this evening with us. Uh, we had a blast. We missed Meredith. Uh, she'll be back hopefully next week. I'll be on vacation. So it'll just be Meredith and Brittany holding down the fort. But again, we thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to rate and review us. Send us some messages on Twitter. We want to hear about your cooking uh, capades and let Brittany know if you have any tips or advice for her to please cook healthy meals on a budget <laughs> that tastes good. Please. <laughs> um, if you guys want to download us, you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Odyssey, Stitcher, anywhere you listen to your podcast. So we will catch up with you all here soon. Have a good rest of your week. Bye. <laughs>